feel like I want to talk to you tonight as we go into this time of Wednesday nights to talk to you about prayer. Uh, you know, we all know how important prayer is. Like, we've all heard it. Uh, you've heard it many times, how important a dedicated prayer life is, right? The fact of the matter is we can't get away from the fact that prayer is one of the foundational aspects of being a Christian. It's one of the foundational aspects of your walk with God. You've got to have prayer in your life. Amen. If you don't, good luck. I'm just saying. You've got to have prayer in your life. Dedicated prayer has been de demonstrated all throughout the Bible for us by many people. Prayer was not something that they just did because it was required of them, but it was because of who they are or who they were. They prayed. They lived a life of prayer. They didn't do it out of duty. They didn't do it just because it was something they had to do. They did it because it was who they were. They wanted to be connected to God. Amen. They lived in commun communion with God, not to change God or persuade God. I think sometimes we think our prayers are to move God and to change His thoughts and to change His plans and all this stuff and to persuade Him to do what we want. But really, that's not the point of prayer, guys, in our lives. The point of prayer is to change me. It's not that he's perfect in all of his ways. I'm the one that needs to be changed. Amen. So the point of prayer in my life isn't because I just want God to do things for me all the time, and I'm asking him to do this, and I'm asking him to do that. But no, I want to become like him. I want to think like him. I want to know like him. I want to see like him, and I want to speak like him. And for me to do that, I have to spend time with him. And the best way I can do that is in prayer. The Word is powerful. That's a whole nother. There's so much. This is like days and days worth of Wednesday nights if we stay on prayer, right? I'm just hitting some aspects of it. But prayer is something that we have to do. The people that you hang out with the most is who you will become like. It's been said, show me your five closest friends and I'll tell you your future. You tell me the people you hang out and let you let me see their lives, and I'll tell you what your life is going to become. Why? Because you start to take on the philosophies and the mindsets and the lifestyles of the people that you spend the most time with. I'd say be careful what your, these people are speaking into your life, and you're spending the most time with them with or on that thing. Because those people are speaking into your life too, and they have an agenda Amen. You better be careful what you're listening to. So if my desire is for Christ to be formed in me, then I have to be spending time with him. It's not going to just happen because I want it to happen. I have to take intentional steps to assure that that's happening. I have to spend time with him. I have to spend time talking with him. I have to spend time opening myself up to him. I have to spend time listening to him. I have to spend time with him. Why? Because the more time I spend with him, the more time I spend talking with him, and, I, and the more time I, I, I'm going to talk with I, and and, and I, I begin to see like him, and I begin to think like him, and I begin to act like him. And, and let me just say this real quick, you guys, because I think sometimes in the modern church we got a kind of skewed up view of, of prayer. Prayer is a privilege. It's not a task. Prayer is a blessing, not something that I should begrudge in my life. Prayer is something that I get to do, amen? It's definitely not something that I have to do because there's a lot of people out there that don't ever pray, and they don't have to pray. But I get to pray, and you get to pray if you so choose, amen? It's something I get to do, not something that I have to do. 
You should never speak to yourself saying things like, well, I got to get up this morning and go pray. I got to go pray. I better go pray. Those, you shouldn't talk in that manner in your head. You should allow those thoughts to be in your head when you're talking about prayer. If that's what you're thinking about, you need to stop that thought in the name of Jesus. You need to cast that thing down because we shouldn't have to think, oh, I got to go talk to my God. I got to go spend time with my God today. No, 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 man. That's a messed up mindset. You need to get rid of that. You need to break that. If that's ever in your thoughts, you need to catch that right away. Take it in captivity and cast it down in the name of Jesus. You can't think of it like it's work or something that must be done, like, like taking medicine or going to the job that you, you go to only for the money, but you don't really like being there. Like, I'm just going to go pray because I, I know God will bless me if I'm connecting with him, but that's the only reason I'm doing it. I don't really want to get up in the morning. I don't, I don't really want to take the time out of my day to sit down and spend time with him. I don't really want to be focused on him all throughout my day, speaking prayers to him as I go through my day because there's so much other stuff that I can focus on. But I'm going to do it because I know he'll bless it, and I, I know he'll look at it, and he will because he's a God of principle. And he's going to bless your faithfulness, whatever that looks like, even if your heart's messed up. There, there, I, I can show you some stuff. But. If you think prayer, think of prayer like a task or something that you do only because it's required of you, then you need to pray. And you need to rebuke those thoughts because they're not from God. And you need to ask God to give you a love for prayer. I've been praying, God, I want to love prayer. God, I want to love spending time with you, God. Your flesh isn't going to naturally want to do that, amen? It's bringing your flesh into subjection to the Spirit. Your flesh doesn't naturally move to those things. It, the whole thing of prayer is changing me, right? So it's telling this dude who's in charge, my flesh or my spirit? I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit. God, help me to love prayer, God. Teach me to love your prayer. Teach me to love to hear your voice. Teach me to love to spend time with you, God. Teach me to love uh, listening to you, God, and talking with you, God. I, I want to love prayer. Give, ask God to give you a love for prayer, and then declare over yourself that you are a person of prayer. Ever since I made those connections, those uh, declaration cards, almost every day, I, I pray over you guys, and I'm like, you guys are a church of prayer. You guys love prayer. You love prayer. This church loves prayer. These people love prayer. Hallelujah. We're a praying people. Amen. I declare it over you guys every day. You need to declare that over yourself every day. You need to declare it over your family. You need to declare it over the church. Hmm. All right, you guys are all kind of just looking at me. It's all right. You need to pray that you, you love to spend time with Jesus because you're not just talking. You're not just sitting there praying. You're not just sitting there speaking words, but you're talking with the king. You've scheduled a time with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. When I get up in the morning, I have a man, God, I don't do it perfect. I don't. Sometimes I get up at 5. Sometimes I get up at 530 because I fight my flesh. But most days, I try to get up at 5. Why? Because that's the time that I've set to meet with the king every morning. Amen. I'm going to meet with the king. I'm not just getting up to pray. I'm going to meet with my king, and I'm getting ready to go meet with the Lord of lords. You're not just praying, but you're meeting with God. You're meeting with God. My God, I, what an honor and a privilege that is. Amen. I get to meet with Jesus. 
I get to meet with Jesus. It's not something that I have to do, but it's something that I get to do. And I thank Jesus for that. I don't ever want to take it for granted. I don't ever want to, I don't know. I, I want to understand what an honor that is in my life and what a privilege it is. I remember many days in my life doing many things, not knowing if I was coming or going. I've got a sound mind. And i got a clean heart. My sins are gone. Hallelujah. I'm full of the Holy. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I'm called by his name. I'm his child. And he is my king. And I want to spend time with him. And if you struggle with that, you need to pray against it. Because that's not from God. And pray. You know, I heard something today. Uh, a lot of times we in the church, will, will, we start battles, but we don't finish them. And then we'll go start another battle in the spiritual realm. And then we'll go start another battle, and, and, and we don't really finish that one. And then we jump on another. And next thing you know, you got all these open battles going on, and you're going to get overwhelmed eventually. You've got to finish the battle. So you need to pray until something happens. You need to keep confessing it, keep believing it, keep speaking the Scripture over it, speak the promises over it until it happens. And don't stop until it happens. And don't... Be real careful about going and opening up another front with the enemy when you got this front open and that front open and that front open. That any war te uh, tacticianist would tell you that's a bad idea. <laughs> a two-front war is a bad idea. So be faithful until you get what you're praying for. Amen. But prayers to change us, right? It helps us put on the mind of Christ daily and be more like him. Prayer is also where the action is. Amen. I love that. I've heard that many different pastors say that prayer is where the action is. Prayer is where the action is. I'm like, yeah, prayer is where the action is. Amen. I want to be in the action. You know, the prayers, the prayers that you pray every day have way more effect on this natural world than you just walking through it. Amen. If you're just kind of walking through it and you ain't praying, you're not doing much to affect this natural world or the spiritual world. Amen. But in the spiritual world, man, we can battle and we can fight and we can take dominion. We can walk in authority. That's where the kingdom comes into us so we can take it into the world. If you as an individual and if we as a church are ever going to reach our full potential in the kingdom, then we're going to have to be a praying people. We're going to have to be a praying people. We, this, even in the church world today, a lot of people are like, a lot of people are like, even in churches, uh, you don't really have to, nah, you don't have to do all that. You just kind of go through your day and think on the Lord all day, and you can do all this stuff. Sure, that's good. That's great. Do that. You need to do that. But my God, I need to have some dedicated time where I'm sitting down, preparing myself for my day, connecting myself to God before I ever connect to anybody else. I want to be connected to him before I'm connected to you. I want, to, I want to be connected to him before I step out into the battlefield. Amen. And if I'm just kind of going through my day, not really connecting to the Lord, what, what's that going to look like? What's that going to end up like? You can't d dispute the fact that the people in God's word that were used mightily were people of prayer. They were all people of prayer. It's all through the Bible. 
You can just go down the list. The principle of prayer is all throughout the Bible. And every great man and every great woman of God that you can think of outside of the Bible, every great one you've read about, every great one you know, more than likely today, they were a people of prayer. You'd be very hard-pressed to find any that did not have a strong and dedicated prayer life. Anybody you can think of that's a powerhouse in the kingdom of God, they've got a prayer life. I'm going to guarantee you it. They're not just half-hearted prayer people. No, they're dedicated to prayer. They're de- Why? Because they're dedicated to being connected to God. Really, that's what it's all about. It's changing me so I can be like Jesus in the world. But for that to happen, I've got to spend time with him. I need him to speak things to me. I need him to talk into my life. And that's not going to just happen if I'm running, taking care of all my worldly stuff all the time. Everybody has had a dedicated prayer life. You'd be hard-pressed to find a powerful, dynamic, apostolic individual or church that has not made themselves a people of prayer. I read this in a book by Ravenhill. He said, poverty-stricken as the church is in many things, she is most stricken here in the place of prayer. We have many organizers, but few agonizers. Many players and, and payers, but few prayers. Many singers and few clingers. Lots of pastors and few wrestlers. Many fears and few tears. Much fashion and little passion. Many interferers and few intercessors. Many riders, but few fi- fighters. Failing here, we fail everywhere. We've got to be a people of prayer. We've got to be a people of prayer. We're not going to win this world with our programs and our talent. The world's got all kinds of programs and talent. They got all kinds of pro- uh, resources and everything you can think of. Amen. But they don't have the power of God. But we, the church, we've got to make sure that we're connected to that power. Amen. And we know that that comes through prayer. Yes, you got to fast, and yes, you got to read the word, and yes, you got to serve, and yes, you got to be set, set apart and consecrated and obedient. That's all part of it, too. But it begins in prayer. It all begins with prayer. We've got to be a praying people. I've been smote in my heart over these last days as I think on some things. It's kind of astonishing. 106 people die every minute. 106 people die every minute. That's more than one a second. That's almost two a second. Somebody just stepped into the eternity. I want another one. Another one. 106 people. In 35 minutes, a little more, a little less time than we've been in here tonight, 3,710 people stepped into eternity while we've been here. Over that, because we've been here for 50 minutes. That should do something to you. 
when you think on that? Or are we so comfortable and we're so blessed and we're so busy that that never even crosses our mind? And I'm talking to myself here. God's been smiting me on this. 4,000 people or so, people have passed into eternity since we've been here in 51 minutes. You know why we need to pray? You know why we need to pray? Because we need to think like Jesus. We need to think like Jesus. When I'm walking down the street, I need to think like Jesus, and I need to see like Jesus, and I need to love like Jesus. I need to have a heart like Jesus, that I'm not just going through the motions of my life every day, doing my stuff, and everybody around me is on their way to hell probably. More than likely, and I'm just doing my stuff because I got to go to the store, or I, I want to go to the gym, or, or, or I want to go mountain biking, or I want to I do all this stuff. I need the heart of Jesus to be implanted in me, and I need to see like him because he saw him. That's why I need to pray. That's why you need to pray. That's why we need to pray more. That's why we need to fast more. That's why we need to spend more time with him and way less time in this world. So that the heart of Jesus would be implanted into us. And we would move us with compassion like it moved him. It moved him so much that he left the glory of heaven. And robed himself in human flesh. And went to my cross. And your cross. And their cross. And, he, and, and he's the God of all glory. He didn't have to do that. But he was moved by compassion. And I want to sleep in. I'd rather sit at home than go knock a door and maybe have somebody tell me to get out of my face or, who are you, crazy Christian person? We need to be more like Jesus. That's why we need to pray. We need to think like Jesus because there's 4,000 people that are in eternity right now since we've been in this room. I looked up a statistic, and, and I'm not good at math, so I was sitting there, my brain hurt. Just trying to, and some of you guys were like, oh, that's so simple to figure out, blah, blah. No, nah, not for me. I had to Google stuff, and, and it's only like percentages and stuff. I can't remember that far back into the math world. But I looked up how many oneness Pentecostals are in the world, and this, this number was from, oh, I want to say it was 2015. It was the only one I, I didn't spend a ton of time searching this out, but it said 25 million. 25 million out of what? How many people are in the world now? 7.8, 7.9 billion? 25 million. We'll say 30. And if we believe you got to be born again of the water and the spirit, you must be repent. You must be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in tongues. We believe there's only one God. He's not three persons in anything. He's one God. If we believe that, we believe those are requirements for salvation. If that's the case, the prospect of just one of those 3,710 people being born again is like .003%. So it's like 0.003% chance 
but just one of them, just one of them is going to heaven. So that means all the rest of them are going to hell. You know why we need to pray? You know why we need to be more like Jesus? So that we'll do something about that number. We got to do something about that number. We got to, I, I pray, God, smite my heart. God, forgive me, Lord, where I make it so much more about me than I do about you or even others, God. It's, God, smite my heart. I, 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 I do a lot for this, this, what we do in here, and that's all good, and that's great. But what about all them out there? What am I doing? We're just comfortable coming in, doing our thing with Jesus every week, knowing what we know. I've been praying, God, put your heart in me. Change the way I, because I'll be honest, like, I'm not walking around all the day feeling the burden of that. I'm not walking through the store going, well, yeah, that person right there, man, if God took them right now, where would they go? Where would they go? It hits me sometimes, but it's not like it's more and more, thankfully. God, I need your heart in me. I need your passion in me. God gave us a mission, and it wasn't just to, for us to come and hang out with one another. I mean, I'm thankful we do that, and I love it. Like, I love it. I love hanging out with you guys, and I love worshiping the Lord and all that, but my God. Where are the interceders? Where's the church that travails for the lost and the broken world that's all around us? If I told you we were only going to have prayer on Wednesday nights, how many of you would come every week? I said, we're just going to pray for the next six or three, four months, whatever it is, on Wednesday nights. That's all we're going to do. We're just going to pray. How many of you would come? Well, I know some of you would. Ravenhill also said, surely revival delays because prayer decays. Nothing does Satan or hell fear more than praying men. <sighs> we got to be a praying people. I want to pray more. I want to pray more. I've been praying, God, I want to be a man of prayer. I want to be a man of prayer. All, uh, all that other stuff, God, whatever. Uh, pastor and all that. I, I want to be a man of prayer. I want to be a man of prayer. I want to be a man that's after your own heart. I want to be a man that's after you, God, and what you want in this world and for my life, and not just what I want for my life. I want to be a man of prayer. And again, your flesh, I hope, is stirring you. Your spirit is. But just as much as the Spirit's stirring you, or maybe, or what I'm speaking might be stirring you, there's also thoughts in your head like, oh. It's because we got skewed views. Prayer is one of the most important things you'll ever do as a child of God. It's more important than being used in the gifts of the Spirit. 
I, I can't really think of anything that compares with it outside of fasting and reading the Word and going and going. But it all begins with prayer, fasting, and reading the Word. I kind of figured this wouldn't be like super hooting and hollering, everybody running around doing backflips. We should be, probably, but we're not. But we need to hear it, and I really felt God telling us we need to hear it. Let's stand to our feet. I don't know. Why don't we all come to the forward and pray? All of us, all you guys back there. Come on up to the front. We're going to pray. I want to be a people of prayer. Why? Because I want to be more like Jesus. Why? Because I want to see lives being touched. I want to see the captives set free. I want to see the broken healed. I want, to, I want to see people being born again. I want to see people walking in God's purpose and plan for their life and not just, ah, 